0: Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Rad Podcast. I am producer Brandon from the Rob, Anybody, and Dawn show, and I'm joined here with my lovely wife, Mrs. Brandon. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Good. I appreciate you asking that. Of course. With Halloween right around the corner at the time of the publishing of this episode of the podcast, uh, we decided that it would be fitting to do a paranormal investigation with uh, our friends at Sac Spirit, the Sacramento Paranormal Intuitive Research Investigation Team. You can find them at sacspirit.com. We met up with uh, Brent, Melissa, and Wendy at the Union Hotel in Old Sacramento. If you're familiar with the downtown or Old Sacramento area, you'll know that it's uh, rich with history, and the Union Hotel is no exception. Um, So our friends uh, at Preservation Ghost Hunts, uh, specifically Casey, who works uh, with them, What helped us gain access to this glorious, historically significant building. And uh, with her being so kind and generous, we basically had the keys to just run... Uh, run amok and, and go into each area that's currently under construction. They're trying to revitalize the building to allow people to stay there and enjoy the property or the building for what it is, and it is a beautiful building. It really is. It is. Not?
1: It's. I mean, what they've already done is just gorgeous. I. I want to go spend a night there.
0: The main area that we set up in was. It looks like it's going to be a restaurant. I think it's called the Union Lounge.
1: Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to go.
0: Yeah, and they have a huge kitchen that's being uh put in there and they have a giant bar with a veranda oh it's beautiful
1: Um, oh it's so pretty there's
0: so much potential but there is also a palpable sense of energy that isn't always a pleasant feeling it's it's actually got a lot of darkness Mm -hmm. um a lot of murder a lot of uh, awful things have happened at this particular location in fact it's been uh destroyed multiple times due to fires, due to floods.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, there was a cholera outbreak. Um, we'll get really into the the history of it all. Brent uh, is a wealth of knowledge at Sack Spirit, and he, he will go through a lot of the history. In fact, there will be, uh, there's an interesting way that we did this this time. Melissa did a cold walkthrough through m- the majority of the building, and she gave her initial reactions. And, during these walk, this walkthrough, she described what she felt was certain victims or certain energies or spirits that still preside in the Union Hotel. And uh, we didn't validate it or verify it until we sat down with Brent and he actually gave the history so that we can fact-check what Melissa was experiencing. And the correlations between the cold uh, walkthrough and the actual history of the place mm-hmm. was astonishing
1: only two people had the information on the known murders and possible ghosts that were going to be there and that was me and
0: Brent and it, it's all this and, and, as i'll describe here in this episode uh all of this information is available to to everybody i mean there mm-hmm. the, all of this all of this research that was done is available on the internet but melissa has not done any of that research she hasn't seen Mm -hmm. a a lick of it prior to this investigation
1: in fact she she passed it off over to me she just sent it said i'm not looking i'm not reading just read this
0: and brent did the same thing he he went in there knowing exactly what was going on there and you know as far as other investigators go you'll you 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 want to go into it with as little information as possible so that you can feel these things out intuitively. And because Melissa is that type of empath, um, it was, it was astonishing to see how those relate to how those things related, um, to the actual history and what she felt there. Mm -hmm. Um, so before we get started with the walkthrough, I wanted to play for you the introduction that Melissa, uh, did while we were out there so that you can get a full grasp, a full picture of what we were about to experience. And uh, in Melissa's words, here you go.
3: Hi, Melissa here from Sac Spirit. And today we are on quite an adventure. We normally do residential locations and we love that and love helping everybody in the community, but we have a special treat, a special opportunity to come into a location that is of great historical significance for the city of Sacramento. Um, obviously, Sacramento is part of our name, so this is this is our thing. This is our our home turf, our home base, and we have the opportunity today to come into the Union Hotel in Old Sacramento, California. We are joined today by our wonderful and amazing friends at Rad Radio. We're going to be doing yay another broadcast with our fabulous um, friends, and we're going to try to validate the history interact with the living history, the souls of the past, the echoes of the past, we're going to try to interact with spirits that I am very sure are here at this point. They are already trying to interact with me, but I've tried to keep them at least as much at bay as I possibly could, just because I need to do this in a very slow and delicate manner. I feel a little bit overwhelmed, Old Sacramento always does this to me. But it's also a good thing. I love the energy. I love a lot of the the vibration here, the spirits. Um, But there are some spirits that are also intense. Not all of them are totally friendly um, in this area, and many of them are. Um, There are some energies that truly want to be interacted with and just, you know, kind of connected to. So what we're what we're going to have the opportunity to do is do a full paranormal investigation of this location come in here and talk to any spirits or energy that we possibly can and we're also going to have a little bit of a history lesson Um, i cannot go without giving extreme and total thanks to the owner of this building, um, Akash. He has graciously permitted us to be in his space, that he's renovating with so much love and blood, sweat and tears, time and money to make this historical building, once again, a very actively used part of the community. And also a special thanks to Casey at Preservation Ghost Hunts. She's the one that helped sort of coordinate all this, connect us, and allow us access to the building as well. With their gracious invitation and permission, all of us here at Spirit and our wonderful friends at RAD are just going to get in and determine, is the history going to talk? Is the history going to interact with us? Are they going to ignore us? Are they going to give us some really phenomenal evidence? I feel like they're going to interact. Um, they've been trying to talk to me for several days, quite frankly, including a woman that seems to have been gone for some time now, that her energy keeps telling me that she's, she didn't like the life that she had, she didn't want to be in the situation that she was, somebody hurt her, somebody, um, somebody, somebody inflicted some really intense bodily harm to her, and she's she just she kind of wants to be validated. I don't know if she's actually still in her death state, but she wants her story told. She wants to be made relevant. Um, there are a few other energies that I felt over the course of time. There was two gentlemen, one of which was quite cranky and had quite an attitude, and I felt him in a few places already and also before we arrived here. Um, full disclosure, So everybody knows and so everybody understands. Um, Old Sacramento history is easy to find. It is accessible. And we have been provided some information on this specific location, which I have recused myself from. And all I can ask is that people out there who know me, know my ethics and my standards for the paranormal, that i kept myself out of the information and i dumped it all off onto brent so he could learn the history he could learn the information he could do the research (laughs) and it was a lot of research for him and a lot of um, studying so he could know when i walk through this space cold and i get something that could be a relevant hit that he could let me know that that was relevant but i want that full disclosure out there because there's plenty of people that will say oh you know it's old sack you could look up this you could look up that of course we could But that is something that we simply do not do when we go to a location at least for me because i have to walk it cold i truly want to feel the energy of the space i want to know what's in a space and i am pretty darn sure that there's a lot of um, energy here (laughs) there's oh man there's a lot of there's a little kid that i keep seeing that i've been seeing and i don't know where he's coming from i don't even know if he's coming from the building or somewhere out there so many different souls just want to be validated and I think that that is our obligation uh, as paranormal investigators is to honor the history and honor the spirits that are clearly here and deserve to have their memories um, talked about with some dignity even the cranky ones you know their souls too and maybe we can give them a little bit of peace and maybe it'll be a little bit less cranky so spirit team and our rad spirit team as well Let's do this.
0: So, as the cold walk through with Melissa began, we started in the main area. It's like the second or third floor of the Union Hotel, where we set up our base camp. We had all of our equipment out, and uh, we we decided that that would be our our starting point. And as we walked through the lounge area, Melissa found these large brick walls where they're they're fitting. Uh, I guess you would say like wine cases, yeah, like almost like wine, uh, wine, like
1: a uh, wine cabinet, cabinets. but they're sort of built into the wall a little bit. Um, they're they're pretty, the you know arched uh, glass doors with uh, dark wood shelves, and
0: the brick walls are uh, you know all a part of the theme of all of these buildings in an Old Sac. Um, so there's with these brick walls, there could be some residual spirits or feelings and
1: i wonder how many of those bricks were reused from some of the fires that's a good question you know because they say that you can find some of the burned bricks even underground so it would only make sense with you know some of the history we read about supplies being scarce Mm -hmm. during some of the major fires it would only make sense that they would reuse some of the bricks that were there right
0: yeah and she definitely picked up on some some Vibes from mm-hmm. those bricks. In fact, I think she says here at the beginning of this next clip that uh, they they're screaming at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I did.
1: I did notice some of the bricks were black. They almost look soot-like. Okay. So yeah, I was, so it made me sense. go, hmm, I wonder if some of these have been reused, how many, maybe they weren't from the original Union Hotel mm-hmm. or the, the. we'll get to that later, uh, but you know, how many?
0: Yeah. And uh, this this was the beginning of the the really creepy stuff that started started uh, to surface when we went past the bricks and the the wine cases. We made our way into a bathroom area, which used to be uh, probably one of the stay, one of the rooms that people would stay in. Um, well, I think
1: it was always a bathroom
0: because of the plumbing,
1: yeah, it was always a bathroom, okay, so i don't know if it was like there were a there was a public bathroom in the the way that it was set up this at this time that right. we 're about to talk about um, you know it's it's hard to
0: tell but there was definitely a traumatic incident that that occurred, mm-hmm. and Melissa actually goes into great detail about what this victim ultimately went through
3: So I think i'll just feel some of the bricks of sure. the building a little energetic Ooh, I don't like the ones that scream that's cool I'll, I'll skip that part yeah. <laughs> screaming bricks? no is that normal? No. Um, there is I don't know something right here in front of this one wine um, cabinet area I don't know it just feels strange to me energetically there's some sort of palpable vibration. Yeah. I hear, uh, just a, there's a generator running in there, so okay. to Good debunk that's not paranormal, it's not a demon. I feel like I hear voices in here. I feel like somebody's talking to me in, in this space. What is this even gonna be, like a big bathhouse? I think this
4: is gonna be like a shower room, I think, yeah. Uh, let's take a shower. Do you, you see the, the, there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The shower, the pipes. But um, I'm feeling a lot of um,
3: abdominal pain in here. A lot of uncomfortableness. I feel very, um, yeah, this is, this is actually hard to breathe in here. And I feel kind of um, hitting the belly a bit in this space. And a little bit nervous to be perfectly honest. I feel very weird in here and I don't know why yet. Where does she go? Where did she? Where's that woman? Where is she at? She's in here somewhere. Yeah. Where is she? Now that
2: is a wailer.
3: <laughs> I feel backed into a. Um, I feel backed into the corner. I feel backed into the corner here. I feel. I feel a little claustrophobic. I'm backed into a corner in this this room. My ears are ringing. Um, I don't know where I'm gonna find her. She keeps following me. I don't think, I'm not sure why she'd be relevant here, but she keeps following me. There's this woman and she keeps, just she's crying and she's like, this was not supposed to be my life. This is not supposed to be the way my my life ended. Um, I, I, it hurts, it hurts. It, she keeps giving me, like, all of this abdominal pain and, like, even throat pain. Um, it's really, really difficult. And she keep. she's just, she's like, she's, st- she's stuck. She's st- I think I need to help her. Um, I feel, uh, it, so I hear, her name is not Amy, but she's giving me that sound with, like, an A or like she's saying that ain't but it's not Amy, it's kind what is your Maybe she'll tell us on the spirit box. It's got something with a eh, an eh sound or ah, like an A. There's some sort of A sound in, in her in her um, in her name. She seems to be a brunette. Um, I find her to be pretty, but she says, nobody treated me pretty. Nobody treated me pretty. They all treated me poorly. I'm wondering if she wasn't engaged in some sort of um, Lady of the Night type of activity or not, um, because she feels very mis- either that or abusive relationship or abusive- either abusive relationship or marriage or something or- or- and or- um, or sort of some sort of sexual type of thing going on because she seems very abused and unloved is how she feels. Um, there's this other particular male soul that's, he's saying, well, wait till you come downstairs, I'll show you how I feel. And he's got a real attitude on him. He's the tall man that I was feeling the last couple of days, the tall gentleman. Um, that really, he's, he's the one that he screamed at me, he said, my name's William, you get it right, I'm William, he's, whoa oh, he's got an attitude, that one. Two dead people at the same time, just calm down.
4: Yeah. I, I will tell the group. I will tell the group at this stage uh, that that is um, a second that Melissa has not had access to any of the history. She's she's kept herself out of that, and what she just went through and there was uh, extremely relevant. It was
3: really hard.
4: Extremely relevant.
3: That really was quite hard.
4: Yeah. Ooh. Aww. All right. You went. You went. Through, you just went through hotspot number one.
3: That was really difficult. I hate it when it happens. <laughs> ah! Gotta shake all dead people off, man. Yay! Let's be an empath! That's, right.
4: That's like a good idea. Right. Alright. You need to take a break?
3: I'm good, I'm
4: good. Alright, we can take a break anytime you want. This is this is a heavy-hitting location. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a weenie. <laughs> I'm, gonna,
3: I'm gonna keep fighting through this energy no matter what it takes me.
0: Alright, so this next clip things started to get really dark and emotional. There was a moment where Melissa actually, I, it looked like she was going to break down and cry. I cried. Uh, you, Yeah. I mean, everybody that was, that was watching Melissa do this walkthrough and her initial vibes of this staircase. We, we went, we went down this stairwell, which Brent mentions here in a second that, n- they, even the employees don't even want to go down in this area because they they have this weird, dark vibe And what's, when you get down there.
1: What's really interesting is uh, it's all under construction right now. So it is kind of all messed up, which adds to an even extra creepier factor it does, to it. Yeah. And then when you get down to the very bottom of the stairs, there's a door that is completely like locked up you can't get through and it happens to be the door to the underground catacombs catacombs of sacramento where it's where everything got raised up one story Mm -hmm. so there is definitely a weird energy vibe down there in general
0: and it was so palpable in fact that it put melissa into what she calls a death state now she describes what she what what that is and what what she actually felt um so i'm not going to spoil anything for you here but just be prepared there there's some emotion and some and some uh some dark imagery that uh is described here nothing too scary but you know it, it's it was just not it's jarring it was not uh expected mm-hmm. you know when we go into these paranormal investigations you you kind of you always hope that there might be a little bit of darkness there might be some bad uh traumatic things that might come through but when you actually experience it firsthand or I guess in this case secondhand yeah just witnessing Melissa witnessing somebody go through this type of pain it's jarring that was Mm -hmm. a good word yeah um so we're, we're heading now down the stairwell towards where the catacombs are located below the building
3: so something in here feels weird And I can't quite quantify why I felt like, because before everyone got here, I was just, we were setting up. I just kind of browsed around, walked around the space. Um, So I guess we're off in like a little offshoot room off the kitchen. I don't even know what this room is gonna be for. Got a neat little old fashioned, you know, kind of gangster looking painting above me. Um, When I walked in here earlier, and I still kind of feel it now, I feel this really sharp searing burning pain in the back of my neck. Um, It feels like something just popped me right in the back of the neck in here And it's just it's tight Um, I feel like I just hit and fall. I I Feel like I'm I'm on the floor and I can't move I can't move I can't breathe I can't move and it's just right in the back of the neck right here It's pretty tight Um, there was a particular other gentleman that I had been feeling earlier and that I'm feeling now. Um, I don't know where he is in the building, but I can sense his energy. He was explaining to me that he was, like, something kind of cool and something kind of special. He thought, you know, I know I, I'm not shit. It's kind of what he's kind of acting like. Um, and, and he's identifying his name as being John. And he is telling me that, but I'm not that... Um, Low life, um, other general. The so I guess that would be, probably be Sutter, right? That he's trying to distinguish himself. He's not the other. I'm not him. Uh, that is not the way I run so my life. He's not Sutter, in other words. Yeah, he's saying he's not Sutter. He's um, he's like, no, no, no. I, was like, I wouldn't run my life that way. I wouldn't squander my life like that. And but and that's just his opinion. I don't have a dog in the race. I met the other guy, so I don't know. Uh, but he's just like, no, this is, he goes, I, I, I own things. I run things. I have money. Um, so he's, he's got quite the ego on him. Um, but I don't find it to be aggressive, but very egotistical, very egotistical. Um, oof, the neck is burning, like almost like somebody would have. Punch someone, they fell to the floor, and they get kicked or stomped on anything in, in the neck, like they would be up like somebody, jammed something, or, or they took something and popped them in the back of the neck with it. Oh, God, that hurts. Huh? OK. Go downstairs, please. go downstairs. Okay. Go downstairs and you really feel it. I don't want to feel it. This already hurts enough. We should go down some stairs. He says, "You want to really feel the, the pain? Go down the
4: stairs. Go down the stairs." All right. Um, Damn people!
3: They're killing me. Yeah. <sighs> You're but killing me, nice. Smalls.
4: All right, let's go down the stairs. Uh, be careful. There's a lot of construction on okay. these stairs. It's a very hazardous area. It's tight quarters. Okay. Um,
3: Where are we going, you?
4: Just tell me. Go down the stairs. Go
3: down the stairs. Yeah.
4: Um, there are employees who refuse to go where we're going. So, uh, are um, the... the Don't tell
3: them anymore. Yeah, okay. Just take me where well, I'm Well, I
4: told going. you, I told you about this part. Casey wouldn't go in there. Okay. That's, that's not me. a ghost, that's my boots.
3: <laughs> so we gotta go upstairs to go downstairs?
4: Yeah, so I kinda...
3: Kinda is this. Alright, everybody
4: ready? No. Do you wanna lead the way? Alright, cool. Oh, mommy. Okay.
3: All right. Let's just and then make sure everyone can be where they need to be. Yeah. Okay. Let's 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 round bubble before we do this. That'll shit. work.
4: That'll good job.
3: Okay. I'm having deja now. Yeah. Oh. I don't like. You really want me to go down here? Come on downstairs. Let's play. I don't want to, but I will because I have to. No, it's not that dark. Mm-hmm. It's just that he's light. he's just um. What the
4: heck? These, yeah. <laughs> not, right. and I don't know if we should all be on the same. Other on way, we just, let's take shifts going down the stairs. You know what I mean?
3: Couple one person at a time. Yeah. Right? We'll they're not
4: that rickety. I mean, they're not rickety. You need at all, video. We need audio. So then, yeah. we'll, and then
3: they'll come after after we're down halfway. Exactly.
4: Yeah. All right. God, he's, he's so, so he's so weird.
3: He's like. I, don't want to hurt you. <laughs> I, won't, I won't hurt you. I won't hurt you. Just come down the stairs. Really? That doesn't sound like a good
4: idea. Bubble up, buttercup. Yeah. yeah.
3: All right. I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> I should. Bradley, <be. laughs> you're
4: good. You don't weigh
3: nothing. <laughs> come on now. Come on now. Be gentle. Be gentle. Ooh! Mm. Okay, pause. Ooh. Okay. Ah. That's painful. Uh, okay, so... For the joyful audio pur- purposes... Oh! My whole back is on fire right now. And I'm feeling... Um,
4: Bubble up as good as you can.
3: I literally feel pummeled to death. I feel... Uh, I feel, like, dizzy, a lack of balance. And my... Um, for, for for the video part of this, this part of my lower back, right, like the sacroiliac area, is burning and it's on fire. It feels, um, I feel like, literally, like, smashed into the corner. I feel, man, that sucks. This is an intense, horrible, horrible feeling. I can't breathe. Uh, suddenly, I'm, it's like... My body is on fire. I don't think like literal fire, fire. I feel like, so you didn't burn? No. He goes, no, I didn't. No, no, no. But my whole body feels electric shock. I don't even know how to explain it. It's as if everything is burning in different parts of my body like my legs hurt, my chest hurts, my back hurts. Something with the right about on the throat, kind of. Something going on with the throat right here. can't breathe. And I almost feel like I'm gonna take a header down the stairs. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm literally going to tumble down these stairs. (sighs) Jesus Christ, this sucks. Don't want to fall down the stairs. This is dizzy, this is like super, super, super dizzy. Oh no! It's even worse. This really sucks right here. Now, I okay. So this, I don't know how to quantify this one for you, you people. Uh, But it's like my my feet are going numb right here. Like I can't feel my feet. It's they're they're numb. I feel like I've lost like pints of blood. Like I can't. I'm numb because I'm I'm cold. I'm so cold. He says I'm cold. I'm cold. Please, I'm cold. He's <laughs> mm, <I'm> so scared.
4: We <laughs> take the break if you need to. Careful.
3: <sighs> Catch out there. Back off, please. Back off. Please back off. Please back off. Back off. States. I don't like death states. Breathe. Come on, just breathe. Breathe through it. Breathe through it.
4: God, fuck! Yeah, I have to go all the way down if you want. Fuck! This will be descending to the original street level.
3: Do you understand what that feels like, man?
4: I don't. Son of a fucking bitch, that I don't like it down there. I'm actually feeling the swirls of energy. No.
3: Oh, oh, oh. I
4: don't feel the way you feel. Okay.
3: Breathe, everybody, breathe.
4: You won't be able to go through that door. Okay. That, that is the end. Just <laughs>
3: the end of the road.
4: It's locked off. But that's the entrance to the catacombs. The
3: catacombs? <laughs> or the try. Couldn't help but try the door. So we're going to get a little audio interference. There is a bar near, uh, somewhere yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, So there's going to be humans and music, but... Whew. Oh, man. I hate it when I go through a full channel. Those suck so bad. So we're going to get a lot of audio contamination, but... Uh,
0: yeah, so the,
4: the bar's like just behind the wall and the catacombs are to the left. Can you describe
0: what the death state is? So what you just experienced,
3: hell, um, when a soul is either in their death state still, meaning they have not fully transitioned, they haven't gone to the other side all the way, or they're just trying to show me their exact moment, moment of death. Like, yes, maybe they have transitioned, but they need me to feel it to validate them. They need me to experience it so that, so that I know what they went through and I know that it's them. Um, they will show me that any emotion or fear or physical pain or anything they went through, so I can just connect to that moment. So it gives them relevance, I guess. Um, that was really horrible. I, I suddenly my body went completely ice cold, totally numb, and it still is. I mean, my fi- I can barely feel my fingertips, and my toes are still it's like pins and needles. Um, the closest I felt like. This is when I was in the hospital um, after heat stroke and I needed to get a bunch of fluids and they found that I was severely anemic. That's the kind of feeling, but like 10,000 times worse. 10,000 times worse. And it was really painful. And right now he's just like, that's what I experienced. And nobody cared about me. I was nothing. They ended me like I was nothing. God, that's terrible. So sad. Like maybe I wasn't the best person, but did I deserve that? Did I really deserve that? Was that the way it had to be? Um, that's pretty terrible. Some other male was coming forward and saying, well, it's how, it's how, it had to be because this is, this is why, you know, this is what, how you lived your life. This is, this is, you know, you make your bed, you lie in it. He's just so, he's just so nonchalant about it, like he doesn't even care about this other soul. It's a very strange sensation. Very strange sensation. <clears throat> you can't. My throat is like closed up. I can't breathe. It's almost like I'm choking on fluid. A lot of fluid, <clears throat> and there is a distinct um, chest burning sensation in here as well. Um, I keep hearing the female, though. I keep hearing her. She just. She's like sitting. She's she showing me she's sitting down, like, either in a chair or something. She's sitting and crying. She's sitting and crying, but I, but not here. It's up there somewhere. She's sitting and bawling her eyes out up there somewhere. Mm. Yeah, I don't know.
4: Um, yeah, I think I should probably get out of this space. Yeah. It's a little much fun. Please, yeah. I, I think I can handle much more of it. Needless to say, relevant. It is very dichotomous for me because I don't like to see her go through this pain. I don't like to see her go through what she just went through. That's for yeah, that, that was really hard, dude. and and that, I think everybody vouched for me that that felt and seemed genuine because it was. Well, I was moved. Because I it was, that. yeah, and. And the other side of that coin is, I want oh, her to do it because I know that she has that capability. She has that gift, and she can, she can actually make a difference in places like Bobby Mackey's in Kentucky. I
0: definitely felt similar sensations in my lower extremities mm-hmm. while yeah. I was down there. Thank
4: well, you. For that, right? Right? Yeah. Thank you.
0: Probably not the pain, but I felt.
4: it's
0: Yeah, I Yeah, fe- I felt my feet were tingly, like almost like they were.
3: Going to
0: sleep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's called, uh, it's a neuropathy. <laughs>
4: neuropathy? The, the sensation
1: oh, yeah. is called neuropathy. Yeah, that's oh. what it felt like, yeah. And Sorry
4: about the big
3: size.
1: I like the it
4: bigger. It's not the first time I said that to everybody. By the
3: way.
1: a very This is tris- a
0: family <laughs> show? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you oh, oh, sure.
4: <laughs> you still audio.
1: I don't know the significance of it, but I very strong sense of deja vu. Like I've had a dream about that stairwell before. Have you really? It is such a strange feeling too when you're like, uh, I've been here. Yeah. I, I, it happens quite a bit, especially mm-hmm.
3: when we are traveling. I'll have deja vu. Like I've been there before, even though I haven't. yeah um, And I can always trace it back
1: to some kind of dream. And it's usually a form of that's, precognition. That's really like recently. All oh, my it, that dream, I couldn't tell you when I had it, I just remember it gets logged as more of an emotion. The whole mm-hmm. dream is logged as an emotion. And it was, It was just, I just didn't want to go down those stairs. I just didn't want to go down those stairs.
4: There are hotel employees who refuse to go in there, and there are hotel employees who refuse to go in there along Two different things, but they, there are some that just won't go down there.
3: There's reasons. Yeah, that's yeah, there are reasons. If you even have the slightest inkling of intuitive ability or energetic sensitivity Walking down there would be scary, creepy, uncomfortable, and most people won't be able to quantify why they feel that way. I was identifying with a specific spirit of some kind that was showing me their death, and it was pretty damn brutal and horrible. But most people would walk down and be like, oh, I feel uncomfortable. It feels feels heavy. It feels whatever. And, um, and, And with your ability, with the precognition, that doesn't surprise me that you yeah, felt that way because you're, yeah. you're clearly intuitive and yeah, like maybe a schmidge
4: <laughs> well, to
3: have precognition is a, is a it's one it's one of the gifts that I have been tested for already with the whole workshop I was doing with Amy Allen um, they want to see it goofiest test they put you through you know the Zimmer cards where they have like the squiggly lines, the triangle, the plus, all that. So they, even if you didn't get all of them right, they were also logging if you would get them a one after or a one before. Yeah. To see if you have. That's this. usually how
1: it works for me. Mm-hmm. It's always a one after. Yep. Or a one before. It's always. But. And that's a strong test for Pukov. I cannot tell you when a déjà vu is going to happen until it happens. Yeah. And then I just have to sit there and go. What? This is creepy. What was this dream about? <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, so but 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 it's, isn't it validating they mean though? Nothing. Most of the time they mean absolutely
1: nothing, other than yeah. it's like a, the validation that I'm supposed to be where I'm at.
4: Mm-hmm. Funny story about the card test too, um, because you were you were up there in Auburn doing that workshop with Amy Allen, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and uh, so I and mean, I'm just I'm just gonna stay down here in the valley, and you uh, you've got this. I know you've got this. You drove mm-hmm. yourself up there. And I sure you did. and hotel and everything. Um, so. So you you were all about that, and I got this call that night because everything the week had been going so great, and and I got a call the night that you did that card test, and you, and you, you weren't in tears, but you were upset. You were you're like they did this stupid card test, and, and and I've been so good at all the tests, and I only got twenty five. I think it was twenty seven actually. I only got I got twenty seven out of a hundred. I'm like, well, okay. How many did everybody else get? Five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like well, twenty-five is pretty good. You got the highest score in the class, but you were still weren't happy with your performance. No. You're 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 like me, you're your own you're worst a, critic. I'm a
3: good critic. But, myself.
4: Yeah, your your score was five times everybody else's. Well, that that
3: <laughs> and the pre- <laughs> and the pre the pre that went around with yeah. with the test <laughs> was what they were actually technically looking for, yeah. and so that turned out to be even higher, which I thought was oh, man. validating. But it was it's still yeah, I. I I berate myself all the time no, for, my, for, for yeah. my abilities. And, and it's why, you know, why I wanted to give the disclosure about the fact that yes yeah, is old Sacramento. Of course, there's going to be history available to people. I want people to understand how damn seriously I take what we do. Yeah. I want every soul to get help living and dead. And I take every ounce of this seriously from the science to the spirituality, to the resolution with blessings, every freaking ounce of it. And you know, I just put myself through living freaking hell. And for why, because I actually care about it. So yeah, I'm gonna beat myself up sometimes when I feel like I'm lacking somewhere. And it does it, it, does it bother me a little bit when people judge me from the outside, a little on occasion, but I'm getting better at thinking, well, wait a minute, I'm still helping people. I'm supposed to be helping people. So why don't I just kind of stop berating myself and just do the damn work, do the job and do what I'm called to do. So I'm gonna keep doing it. Even with hard moments like that, I will still keep doing it. I'm not giving up. I'm never giving up on this. My soul was called to do this work. I, I, I have to do it. I, I can't not. God, it's hard, but I can't not do it. I mean,
0: yeah. I have to do it. So, at what point did you feel like you? What? At what point did you cry? What? Well, and what? What happened, prompted it, that that it, reaction out of you?
1: <clears throat> so it happened. Um when we got to the second flight down, when she was really starting to have the reaction, when she was feeling the fear, it was the fear. It was the way she was describing it. Like, I don't know, something inside me went, I felt this before. Mm. And it just was so overwhelming and so like dreadful and just this wave of anxiety rushed through me and I just felt so bad for her for whoever went through this and then i knew the actual story yeah. i knew the history so to be standing there and know all of the knowledge and she's getting the the knowledge this way it just it hurt i don't know how else to describe it
0: and you mentioned that you had actually experienced deja vu as yeah. we entered the stairwell. What what so, what were what was that experience like? So
1: I call them deja vus. Like everybody's ex- experienced the feeling of being somewhere before. Oh, I've had this. I feel like I've been here before. Right. So I call them deja vus because it's the only way I can describe it. It's usually a dream. I think I described this later on. Um, It's usually like a dream, but it's usually a very emotional situation and it can take place around just one single object or driving through the hills or it's usually something I've never done before and it leaves this emotional imprint on me. They mean nothing at the time until suddenly I'm in a situation where it becomes very apparent. I'm having a deja vu because I've had a dream about this before And then I have to go, it just takes me right back to what I was feeling in that dream. And at the time, it was dread, avoidance, and fear. Wow.
0: And do you feel like that you had experienced this in a dream before? It
1: wasn't that I experienced what happened, but it was the dream itself. I was standing in a staircase. It didn't look quite exactly the same, but it was very narrow. This one was narrow. It had walls up the side that were white, and it had a green floor. Hmm. Carpet was green. Mm -hmm. It was... You know, it was just one of those things where I remember in the dream saying, I don't want to go down there. I don't want to go down those stairs. I just don't want to go down there.
0: So you, you have admitted, not just to me, but on various episodes of the broadcast and during these paranormal investigations, that you believe that you don't really have any empathic abilities.
1: I, I don't think so. I think I just have weird dreams.
0: Yeah, but do know. you think that those weird dreams might be coming through <laughs> as some sort of spiritual channel? If, Are you in denial of this?
1: Maybe. So my, I think the reason I say that I don't really feel like I have any kind of... Like, I have empathic abilities in the sense that I can feel people's emotions in the here and now. Yeah. I can feel yours. I can feel the people in the room. I can feel the room. I don't feel the dead people. Okay. I, oh, I'm sorry. That's
0: okay. It's okay. I just an alarm. <laughs>
1: I don't know. The, the only thing I would say is... Uh, Maybe it is the deja vus that I have, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, just because they come out at times like that.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the reaction was, was definitely strong by everybody that was involved uh, in that stairwell. So we all took a moment to regroup and and rehydrate Mm -hmm. as you can imagine. I guess you you might not be able to imagine if you've never gone through anything like this, it it does take a lot out of you. Um, it does feel like it, it, it drains you of your power, your resources. So it, does. You it depletes
1: know, you of your electrolytes. So and your we sat down life and
0: force. oh, don't worry about that. Oh. It's just a little chiming clock, letting us know that it's the top of the hour. Hello, mother Hello, Fada. Here I am at Camp Granada.
1: Camp is very entertaining and I'm sure we'd have some fun if it stopped raining
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so back at it sorry (laughs) um so we we took a break and we we took a moment to uh rehydrate and and
1: kind of Uh, some Gatorade, have a discussion, regroup. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We wanted to decompress from this because it was, it was very jarring. And uh, we removed
1: ourselves from the stairwell. We went to sort of a neutral zone.
0: And Melissa also goes into her intuitive abilities a little bit more so, so Mm -hmm. we can get more of an idea of what she's going through. In fact, she's gone through various training processes that, that she will describe here that will maybe make it a little bit, make things a little bit more, uh, uh, sensible so that you you might understand what she's going through
4: for the podcast listeners uh, um, uh, melissa has been vetted by what they call level one of that parapsychological study that's being conducted by amy allen of the dead files she has vetted in past uh, as a true media a true empathic medium and a tested psychic uh, through that through that level, and she's graduated to level two, which will take place elsewhere in the United States. I'm not going to say where. Yeah, next <laughs> June. Yeah, um, but you will be traveling outside of California to participate in the the, the week long level two. Um, and it's and, actually
3: technically an eight week total program. Yeah,
4: that's right, because there's a lot of FaceTime and stuff. There's going to be yeah. at
3: home study. Yay, yeah, homework. So. Right, so
4: just just that added level to the podcast listeners is that um, I've, I've actually been. now Melissa's now a tested and vetted psychic by by respected well, person in the field. Sorry, Kate. yeah, Yeah. Empathic medium, I'm sorry. Basically, a, sensi- a-,
3: a sensitive. Yeah, that's the term I'm more comfortable okay. with is that I'm called a sensitive, which can encompass a wide variety of intuitive abilities, clairvoyance, empathic ability. Psychometry, I did oddly the best at, you know, which was really one. Yeah, that was a really interesting um, find for me to be able to read physical objects. That's what psychometry is, either to touch an object or touch a wall and feel something out of it. Um, But, you know, it could be, um, well, like, any energy healer, people with natural energy healing ability like you guys you know, with the Reiki and that kind of stuff. A sensitive, the broad scope term and then there are different lanes within that and level 2 is going to help me find my exact perfect lanes of where my gift really should be strengthened and what I should focus on. Um, I'm already starting to realize a lot of the lanes that'll make sense for me. The aura reading, the Reiki, um, the psychometry, uh, the mediumship, all of the empathic stuff. All of those feel very strong, but maybe I'll discover some other ones or be able to strengthen some of those that need to be used more to the right level. So I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm just gonna keep helping people. I mean, it doesn't change anything I'm doing. I mean,
4: no.
3: It'll just help me know what not to waste my time on. I guess
4: still helping people.
3: I'm never going to get the lottery number, so everybody give up on that. That ain't happening.
4: <laughs> it's not the way it works. Yeah. Are so you ready to do the the? St- yeah. St-
3: yeah, I think um, so. I, I've, I've, got, I've got to breathe a yeah. little and relax and get a little hydration. And... <sighs> Is everyone else okay?
0: Kay. You guys are good? Yeah. So after we started, after we regrouped and we, we took the time to talk to Melissa about her abilities, we cruised down to the lowest part of the Union Hotel, which was a door that led to the back alley of the Union Hotel, uh, which which shared the the alley shares other uh, adjacent adjacent to other buildings. Yeah. Um, so
1: it's interesting. There's a lot of doors all over on side walls that connect to either. Balconies, or other buildings, yeah. or the bank, or like there's all very it's, con-
0: interconnected. There's
1: even doors that lead to literally nowhere. They're right. just door. It's so weird.
0: And what Melissa experienced in this in this. Uh, back alley entranceway. We actually didn't go out into the back alley because it was an emergency exit. And if we if we opened it up, alarms would go off. And obviously we're not going to do that.
1: And the last time we went outside, Melissa was not having it.
0: <laughs> well, that's what comes up uh, in this clip here. Oh, sorry. Um, when we, it's okay. When we, when we uh, dive, dive, dove into that back alley area, um, it's important to what Melissa experienced when we get to Brent's history lesson About the whole thing, yeah. uh, Because there was actually a pivotal moment in in Sacramento history that occurred in that area,
1: in that right there, in
0: that very area that we were in, um, that that really uh, sparked a change in the politics in the state of California. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is a really interesting story that Brent will get to here in a little bit. Uh, But after we cruised up from the lower areas of the union hotel we took a little trip outside and there it's it's another important moment that melissa experiences where she uh tastes blood Mm -hmm. and she has this overwhelming feeling of death state again where and a
1: coughing sensation she
0: she had to recuse herself from from going any further because it would have floored her she Mm -hmm. says um all of it is included here in this next clip
3: This is a weird sensation in here. I'm, I'm hearing people whisper, I'm hearing secretive stuff. They're talking about their secrets. They're whispering, they're chittering about things that they don't want somebody else to know, that they want to do in the dark, that they want to do in secret. Um, there's almost some sort of like a, there's illicit activity, but it's like, but there's also, um, some sort of mind altering substances, something going on there, they're messing around with something, and they want to do stuff in, in secret. Um, so nobody knows. Like often, a little, a little. they want to find a little alleyway and do their little deal. They're doing a little deal somewhere around here.
4: That, that does go out to the alley. It'll, it's alarmed so don't open the door. Oh, okay, I we'll won't be okay. Oh, yeah,
3: emergency exit only. Yeah, because they're talking about their little deal back there. Can you, can you call in on that anymore? Um, go down there. I'm not going to open the door. No, right no anymore
4: yeah. Anymore. Yeah, we don't want to
3: off any alarms. So, I see sort of a sharp object of some kind, like a knife. Um, some sort of sharp penetrating object. Um, they're always, like, this is where we meet. This is the spot. Hey, hey, bro, this is the spot. That's what I'm hearing. The, I almost feel like the living. Would hear residual um, residual voices. I feel like there's it's here, but also other places in the building. The living are going to hear um, voices that there's nobody there. There's there's no. They turn around. They think that somebody's talking to them, or and they oh, is some? No, there's nobody there. So there's a lot of this um, auditory phenomena. I feel like a lot of auditory phenomena. But especially here, because this, something out here, this was a, he goes, this is the spot, this is where you get the good stuff coming, come to the spot. What are you offering me? Hmm. Seems a little skeevy. a Little slimy, kinda, a little bit weird. Oh, yeah, but now it can go bad, it can go bad, cause that's, cause he's got it, he's got a blade in his pocket, he's like, you ready? You ready? Isn't I don't want to be stabbed, so I think I'll go. <laughs> Pass on that. <laughs> Take a big old pataroony. I'm being stabbed in the abdomen. Thank you. Bah.
4: here. Why don't you like it out here?
3: There's too many people. Oh. <laughs> and it hurts in my, uh, here. I don't, okay, don't die in pain right here, please. Don't die, don't die. This hurts a lot. I like the Irish music, though. <laughs> it is! That is not, that's not fake. That is awesome. It's <laughs> literally just happening right now. What's <laughs> uh, that? Oh, Oh, yeah, exactly. Take it. Shoot
4: I'm so focused on. Uh, oh but, yeah. No, 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 you're <laughs> no that's perfect. Right. That's awesome.
3: Right?
4: That's hilarious.
3: No, that is, that is like one of those little kismet moments of like, <laughs> it's time to drink with the maggots. Okay, but no, I honestly feel a really horrifying sharp pain in my belly, and it's like right up in here. Um, somebody's coughing up blood because I taste pure copper
2: it <coughs> it's
3: married he's like shit um yeah he, um, they, they ran where do they run somebody I, I feel like somebody's running this way somebody's running where are they going Going here, one person goes here, one person goes here, and they're and they're running. This is. I can't breathe out here too good because it's almost like my whole like throat and nose is just consumed with um, blood. That sucks. I'm. I'm gonna stay. I'm not. I don't want to get too deep into it. Because I already felt a severe death state. This one will probably floor me if I go too deep into the feeling. Right. I don't. I don't want to explore his problem right. anymore. He's not here. It's a residual memory, and I don't want to feel any more of it though. Very I'm, good. I'm done.
4: Okay. Fair enough.
0: And we cruise back inside after we uh, heard the drinking with the maggot song, <laughs> and, and we experienced this. Uh, this is awful event that that might have occurred here at the outside of the union hotel at the corner of of the street there
1: so if you're if you're familiar with old sack which most of you will be most of our listeners um when you go to old sack you know where the old chocolate the old the rocky mountain chocolate factory is at that kind of main junction right there where the walkway to downtown is and that's the bar. That's the Union Hotel right there. That corner bar is connected to the Union Hotel. So that's mm-hmm. where we're standing. We're standing at the corner of, is it, uh, what's the street?
0: Uh, I don't know what the street Second is. Second Street,
1: and, but it's that main junction.
0: Yeah. And so when we were we were standing there, we, we decided we, we'd go back inside. And there's also this mini golf course that they built it's inside in the this basement. Union Hotel, which is in the basement. And it's actually a really cool idea. As you go through the mini golf course, you're also getting a history lesson about the union hotel and Sacramento. Mm -hmm. So it's a really cool thing for, for the family to do. And it's interesting that they even had this located inside this Mm -hmm. union hotel. We weren't able to go in and do any uh, mini golfing because we had work to do. Um, but while we were in that main area where the mini golf section is, Melissa experienced a little boy.
3: The little boy spirit that I've been feeling, which maybe we can attract him to come upstairs to talk to us, but he's down here a lot. And actually I feel he's been dead quite some time. And I believe that he's connected to when, even like when the city was being raised. Like it, this is this is way the heck, way back when. Um, cute little tight. Um, little dirty. <laughs> um, Sort of a brown and white. There's some sort of pattern to his shirt, and he's got tan pants on. Cute little kid. Sort of a dusty, sort of dirty blonde hair. Very very cute little kid. Um, and I almost think like he would be he would knock into things and maybe knock things over accidentally, and people would. Um, see stuff get knocked over, you know, or or here, so like, what's that? You know, and then they blow it off as whatever. It's, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in here. So yeah, this is uh, he likes it down here. He's a he's a cute little one. Well, maybe he'll play with the boo bear if we decide Uh to break that out. But he might just stay down here because he likes it down here. So I don't want to disturb him too much. He's He's a cute little, little tyke. Mm. all this pain though there's so much pain that like I'm feeling like residual history of the city itself not just the building I'm feeling a lot of people like I don't it's weird I feel like I'm suffocating I feel like I'm like I feel like I'm not like drowning from water but yeah there, I know there's floods but this feels like more like a internal suffocation like my I'm like fluid filling in my chest is what I'm feeling I feel like I'm suffocating internally so not physical not drowning, um, but internal drowning. Like you're drowning internally, if that makes sense. I do It sounds kind of weird and abstract, but that's what it <clears throat> feels like. So it's kind of getting caught right in the throat a little bit. I think we'll move on from that. Right. <laughs> Take a big old pass.
0: Now this next part is interesting to me because I feel like we ended up encountering a lot of the same spirits throughout the walkthrough. Uh, we, when we got into this elevator, we we took it all the way up to the top floor, the third floor, mm-hmm. where they have these really nice lofts set up. Apparently, it's an active bed and breakfast.
1: Yeah, it's like an Airbnb.
0: Um, it's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. We didn't, we weren't able to check out any of the rooms, but we would be interested in staying here yeah, just to just to experience just for a it
1: night, just to go flute around downtown and not have to worry about getting home maybe we'll
0: get poked by ghosts while we're there
1: i would request to stay in that one room i took a picture of it
0: yeah yeah it was room number seven room number
1: seven yeah. lucky number seven
0: um but while we before we went into the, the the bed and breakfast area we were uh melissa experienced this crying woman mm-hmm. and
1: very sad downtrodden
0: it, and i feel like it was the same woman she experienced in that bathroom area from a little bit earlier
1: it's possible but she was it seemed as though she was feeling a different energy
0: yeah uh, but she she
1: older like uh, older time
0: and somebody who who didn't think that we were actually there to help like right. she was the the spirit was almost in denial yeah that, that we were she there didn't to help.
1: feel worthy of being helped
0: yeah uh so Melissa experiences this crying woman outside the elevator.
3: Third floor. Third floor. Lingerie and power tools. Well, go
4: ahead and uh, go ahead and continue your thought
3: there. Um, it, it feels like a um, somebody was dragged either into the unit or out of the unit. Somebody was like dragged. Somewhere around, they were dragged. It was like dragged near the elevator. Um, that's a very weird feeling. I just feel like almost unconscious. Feel so very unconscious. Ooh, it's yeah, a dizziness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a distinct dizziness. trying to see what I feel up here and it's just like it's a weird weird sensation um I think the woman's the woman would have been up here for some reason and then they dragged her or she was going somewhere and she got dragged they left me she says they left me they left me how could they leave me like that they left me yeah, she's- the sense of abandonment that they left me like this. They left me. Why did they leave? Hmm. And she's back to the crying again. She's so abandoned and sad and lonely. They left me. It's alright. Don't you worry. We'll tell your story and we'll get you where you gotta go. You're not gonna be left here anymore. Said to me, is somebody like me really worth it? Why would you help me? Why would you, why would you help me? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Is help people? I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. Just, in my day, people wouldn't help me. Hmm, that's troubling. Very upsetting. I and mean, she seems. Well, she's a nice enough gal. Why? That makes me sad for her. Everything I feel from her is just pure sadness. Just that's that's because being an empath, obviously, my primary ability is to feel things from the other side. That's how a lot of my private readings work and all that kind of stuff. It's all about feeling things. Um, usually, I would say about. of the time that I ever get names, um, and they have to be screaming them at me. These souls are screaming at me pretty loudly, so I can hear some of them. Most of the time, I'm just either gonna get a glimpse of them, like a flashcard, you know, Pictionary with the dead, or, and, or I'm gonna get a wave of physical or um, emotional sensations from them. That's the dominant thing that I'm gonna get from a soul. And then everything else I get after that is, you know, I guess, kind of sauce for the goose. You know, if they decide they wanna tell me their name, or if they decide to show themselves full body, Then I will get that, but the rest of the time, it's going to be um, just that emotional sense, the pure emotional sense, and this is, God, her sadness is palpable. It is horrible.
0: Are you ready for story time?
3: I'm so ready for story
4: time.
0: It's story time with Brent.
4: The Sacramento area exploded from 14,000 settlers to 225,000 settlers. In, 18, in 1850, the way to travel, the only way to travel, this was before the Transcontinental Railroad and it was before the wagon trains that would become a result of the gold rush. If you wanted to get to California from Europe or from the East Coast, which is a much older part of this country, you took a clipper ship and you went around the southern horn of South America and into San Francisco, which is an older city by, by some measure than Sacramento so sure lots of people settled in the bay area and the san francisco area but what people wanted what people came here was for the gold and so the easiest way was and you could just imagine the clipper ships filling up the docks uh, right right here uh, along the river and this was basically a tent and village hut town being built up and then they built the storefronts up looked very much like an old west town with the with, with the, the square fronts and what they call the false fronts. And uh, that a lot of these buildings still stand. And as we got into 1850 and that gold rush really got underway, it didn't take too long for people to realize that we need a hotel. <laughs> we need a place, and the floods were going all the time. In January of 1850, it flo- downtown Sacramento flooded. In April, most of downtown Sacramento burned down. <laughs> uh, and in August of 1850 were the squatters' rights. When uh, John Sutter uh, sort of claimed Sacramento for himself. he like I built Sutter's fort. I built the mill to, to mill the to lumber and I built these buildings Sacramento is mine. And uh, the people who were coming here in droves said no, no, we, we were promised a homestead here. We, we were promised a homestead and so there's the squatters riots in August of 1850 It was a busy year in September of 1850 uh, so California was granted statehood the 31st state. In October is the, the infamous cholera outbreak. And, that, and that's important. And that's important because uh, lots and lots of people died here along the river. Uh, five, 6,000 people, nobody knows the exact uh, number. Some people were saying 150 people a day
2: Jesus.
4: <coughs> were dying from cholera, cholera between October and December of 1850. But the people coming in were more than the people going out, and so the bustle continued. So Samuel Haddiel builds the Union Hotel in 1850. It was damaged that same December by, by the flood, and we're gonna to get to the, the, some of the things that you felt, We're yeah, just sort good. of doing the history. Yeah, no, uh, and uh, and uh, so it irreparably damaged the hotel. The hotel no. was rebuilt as the Veranda Hotel in 1852. In November of 1852, this, this city had such hard luck in the beginning. In November of 1852, once again, most of Sacramento burned down in the Great Fire. 1854, it burns down again, <laughs> and in uh, 1855, uh, uh, J.P. Dyer—that's uh, Joseph Palmer Dyer. Does that name sound familiar? Is
1: it the same it- Dyer? I have
4: not looked that up, but no. I suspect it might be.
1: I don't- it's not the same Dyer. It's not okay. It's a different name, but it's an intro we. We found it interesting that the name, so I wonder how far back the name goes.
3: I don't think there's any relation. Okay. Because there was no
1: mention. and I didn't
4: look look that part up.
3: But it's Um, an interesting, like, coincidence at the very least.
4: Yeah. Uh, That name
3: would come up again. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't, it was, jeez, oh, now i got to Google it.
1: Yeah. So so in
4: 1855, J.P. Dyer rebuilds it and renames it the Union Hotel. Uh, And uh, during that year, 1855, and you're going to see how this all comes full circle. In 1855, we're right next door to the Orleans Hotel. And the Orleans Hotel had the stagecoach contract. So the stagecoach stopped in front of the Orleans, and uh, Dyer was able to wrestle that contract away from the Orleans Hotel and get the, get the stage, including the Wells Fargo stage, to stop here. And, and, people, and people, would, uh, people would stay here, and contracts would be made here. It was a very lucrative contract for the hotel. Whoever held that stage contract, it was huge. So huge, in fact, that you're sitting in what many f- historians have called the birthplace of California. The Union Hotel.
2: Wow.
4: <laughs> and and we'll go into why why that might be. So in so in 1857, uh, the Union Hotel is awarded <laughs> is awarded the contract for U.S. senators to arrive and stay here. So so what that means so what that means is the Union Hotel is the political center of Sacramento and indeed of California. At this time, Monterey was still the capital of California, but. Uh, if, if you're a politician and the reason the politicians would come to Sacramento is because that's where the people were Sure, there were San Francisco, but people were flooding into the Sacramento for the gold fields and droves And and now they were coming here in wagons and they knew where the votes were So they, well, politicians came to Sacramento to get the vote and to, and to get into their, their, their the Newly-founded senator seats and we're to They were going to come back to that so uh, in in 1857, so we're going to come to one of our first uh, interesting historical things. Uh, There are these uh, there was William Gwynne and David Broderick and they were uh, they were U.S. Senators and David Broderick was uh, was set to get the long-term senatorial seat. Is
3: is that the William that I felt?
4: There's uh, there's a couple Williams so we'll get to it but William Broderick uh, I'm sorry, David Broderick, William Gwynn, and uh, David Broderick, he was set to, to win the long-term U.S. Senate seat, but there was an open short-term Senate seat. There was a lot of question of who that might be. There were several contenders. Uh, so um, uh, G- uh, Gwynn, and I have to remember who, who, what Gwynn's first name was now,
2: <laughs> uh, William
4: Gwynn, I'm sorry, David Broderick and William Gwynn. So uh, Gwynn wants that short-term seat. So, so, so in 1857, they're having their they're having their debates, and they would the, the women would actually stand right on this veranda here and watch the watch the debates would do which would take directly across this take place directly across the street from where we're sitting, where the restaurant is now. That was an open forum for senatorial debates. So, Gwyn gets a smart idea, and, and he pins a letter, and and April. Of 1857, I want to say, <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, that uh, he pens a letter that's been come to no- come to be known as the Scarlet Letter, oh. and it's a bit of a mystery. So, and it's uh, directly tied to this hotel. So, uh, there's, it was, um, Gwen was staying in this hotel. And Broderick was across the street, uh, across the alleyway for, um, and I I think he may have been staying in a different hotel. He may have been visiting a friend in a hotel. Some of the some of the details are spotty. They don't know everything. Just that Broderick was across the street, and so Gwen pins this letter, and uh, let's see, and yeah, and this is all takes place in January of 1857. He sneaks across the street. This is why I thought your feeling in the alley it was so interesting. Oh, okay. He's going to do this back alley deal. Oh. Uh, so, and he, he huh. sneaks into the alley and sneaks up to Broderick's room and says, Look, I got, I, I've got a. Uh, I, I got a proposal for you. So if you've got the you've got the long-term Senate seat. I want the short-term Senate seat, and we've never gotten along. These two were always at each other's throats over a, a, a big topic at the time: abolitionism or abolition, uh, which is slavery, basically. Uh, so, uh, so they would. Um, he says, "Let me have the seat, the short-term Senate seat, and I will let you control." Control all of the contracts, all of the, all of the what they called the patronage contracts for the federal government, Ma- meaning that if Broder wanted to be at the Union Hotel, it'll be at the Union Hotel. If he wants to give it back to the Orleans, then he can give it back to the Orleans. And you know the back end of that story it's just like it's this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. All all the, money it, yeah, who's who's, who's going to pay up for that contract? Because you know these hotel owners had no problem with that. So it
3: really felt like a sneaky, secretive deal. Yeah. Like they were doing something, like exchanging something. Yeah. It felt like a back alley drug deal is what it felt like, but I mean, it was still sort of a back alley deal of some kind, but it felt very under the radar, yeah. undercover.
4: So Broderick accepts his deal It says, okay, good. I've, I've... You know, he's thinking there's money in this for me, I can get the contracts back to the, uh, well, the union had the contract. So he's thinking, I'll just set pretty with the, the, with the union hotel, everything's fine, and, and I'll give, you know, he can have the short-term seat. I already got the long-term Senate seat. For Broderick, it's a win-win. He, uh, he can't lose with this deal, so he accepts the deal. So, and then the fall of that, so the fall of that same year, uh, <clears throat> um, Gwen. I'm t- uh, sorry, Gwen runs against him. Uh-huh. It, it, <clears throat> He runs against him. He's like, "What are you doing?" He breaks the contract, and and, and he runs runs against him for for uh, either or both of the house seats. So oh, so the, deal, the so the deal is broken, and Broderick doesn't really have the contract or the, or the power that he was promised. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess that would
3: piss him off,
4: huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so uh, mm-hmm. and, and and so the Gwen double, basically double crosses him. Hey, yeah. So, so basically they go back to Washington and, and, and kind of fight it out. And the letter, uh, the letter is, a, is confiscated by, uh, by Ferguson, uh, William Ferguson, another Ferguson. Mm-hmm. So he's confiscated by Sacramento lawman William Ferguson. Mm-hmm. 90, the letter, the scarlet letter is as proof of dirty deeds in the back alley.
2: Uh-huh.
4: Yeah, proof of basically, not extortion, but uh, malfeasance of office is the term okay so so it, it all gets really That's really weird. interesting yeah so validating uh, but creepy yeah so um so ferguson takes the letter a month after he takes the scarlet letter he's killed in a duel <coughs> uh, and which but did not take place in sacramento but he's killed in a pistol duel oh. so, so the, uh, the the letter oh. is then take goes into the custody of uh, army general J.N. and and he takes the letter, and <laughs> he's a, maybe a, he, he was an army, and now the army's in custody of this letter because it's proof of, of senatorial malfeasance of office. Uh, and uh, he gives it back to Broderick, he doesn't want it. It's <laughs> he, like, I don't want nothing to do with this, and he gives the letter back to Broderick. So in a famous, in a famous speech that happened right here across the street, a, a Broderick bequeaths the scarlet letter to the people, saying this letter should be the property of the people. Huh. <laughs> One month later, uh, after he gives the letter to the people, Broderick is killed in a famous duel uh, uh, and, that took place in San Francisco at Lake Merced. <clears throat> One month after he gives the letter to the people, uh, and that duel was over the very hot political issue of slavery. And and ever since then, my understanding is nobody knows what has happened to the Scarlet Letter. Some people say that it's still in this very hotel somewhere.
3: Hmm.
4: Nobody knows. Let's go look
3: for it. It could be buried. It could be buried
4: in the walls. Wow. So, so from 1862 to after the Great Flood of 1860, from 1862 to 1869, Sacramento finally decided. All right. we got to raise the city, and that was the famous decision to raise the city. And in 1867, as the Union Hotel is raised, she slips off of her her jack screws by eight inches and disintegrates into the street. And the whole hotel falls into, falls into the street and and, and, and and disintegrates. So then it's rebuilt again in in, 19, in November 19. Or I'm sorry, 1970. Now, 1870 in or 1970? 18, 1870. Okay. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> 18, what? 1870 it was then again, did I say 19? I'm sorry. <laughs> 1870, it was rebuilt as the Union Hotel uh, okay. once again, and uh, Dyer ends up um, being elected mayor in 1867, I believe. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so it, it, it was a big. This is such a political hot seat. It was in. It was during that time in 1867 when it was rebuilt that the hotel finally earned her nickname of Lady Luck. That's the nickname of this hotel. Her name is Lady Luck. Doesn't sound so lucky to me. It know. does. <laughs> it doesn't, right? But and there's every, been
3: some problems. with and it everybody it was. And everybody Standing after 1870.
4: Yeah. As of, 18, as, as, as of a, a, a 1867, uh, when it falls and it's rebuilt in 1870, mm-hmm. um, it, it, nobody had ever died any of the times that it burned down or any of the times that it flooded or any of the times it it crumbled. Nobody ever died in any of those tragedies. And that's why one of the reasons it's thought that she's known as Lady Luck, although to be clear, thousands of cholera victims probably perished in this hotel and there's no record of those times. People were just trying not to die during during those days. So what
0: what do you think Melissa was experiencing outside when we were on the...
4: uh, Chronologically, we'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's actually significant. Yeah, right. chronologically, we'll we'll, just, we'll get just to. Just make that. sure you tie and type yeah.
3: tie tie
4: Definitely. So, so, the, but you know, this was such an important an important political seat that they that did re, they yeah. did rebuild it in eighteen seventy. And uh, the other one of the other things. It's meant was, to be uh, here. Yeah, one, and that's one of the other reasons it's called Lady Luck is that every time it dies, it gets rebuilt. Okay. And that's. Sort of like it, a phoenix, here, it rises it, from the ashes, and here it is in 2019, and uh, it has fallen to uh, a little bit of ruin, but no, it's being renovated and it's being renewed once again. Lady, lady luck strikes again. <laughs> All right, now, now we're going to move on to uh, November 1970, or uh, it keeps it doing that. No, no, November, <laughs> November 1870, uh, high noon, and, and the, the uh, what I the articles that I read did say that this took place at noon. Uh, uh, nobody is. knows the exact date. So there's these three gentlemen, William Dresser <laughs> uh, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, John, uh, John Greer and Mark Greer. And these, uh, obviously Mark and John, are two brothers. And William Dresser uh, has some very fierce, nobody really knows what the beef was, but they have very, uh, the, the two Greer brothers have a big beef with uh, Mr. Dresser and they, and they it 's been going on for years okay. and there 's just this feud that 's been going on it 's a political feud. nobody really knew what it was about again. slavery is the suspected that was the big hot button topic of the time and uh, and you know, they had just had this feud for years and finally and finally, one day on the, uh, on the second floor of this hotel where we are. Uh, a dresser and, and, and Matt Greer go at it and dresser, but, uh, dresser whips out his pistol and pistol whips Matt Greer uh, oh acro- across the head and, and the gun explodes oh uh, on impact and it causes a big gash across, uh, across his forehead. And, and uh, William, William Dresser goes, that'll teach you oh my god uh, but everybody lives nobody uh, nobody dies from that okay so and, and this all happened in november in late november uh, and again we don't know if it was before or after thanksgiving and uh, i'm facts? being corrected
3: hold on <laughs> hold on please hold on. back to the career thing
4: yeah but well, I, I i i haven't gotten to the main career thing okay no no, 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 that's yeah. how it started.
3: That's, okay.
4: That's how it started. No, no, there's more. There.
3: is that maybe why I felt like a whole head pain?
4: I was wondering about that.
3: Like that sharp pain in you my really, head? Because
4: the, because you can... Because
3: pistol whip would kind of hurt. Mean, the, pistol whip would hurt. And, the then,
4: and then all the bullets of the gun go off at the same right. time. You're right, Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So but
3: That might explain that pain that I felt.
4: All right, Matt Gurry's not going to let this go. Okay. Matt, now Matt Gurry, this guy is pissed, and he is <laughs> going to have his revenge. And sometime in 1870, as he knew—nobody knows how he knew—but he knew the dresser was going to be coming to the Union Hotel, <coughs> and the, stair, the stairs that go down to the original level—that's the original entrance to the hotel. Oh, is it? Yeah.
3: Oh, okay. Okay.
4: And so, <laughs> so Matt Greer, uh, Matt Greer hides, in the and the basically the first place where you felt pain and the. In the the stairwell there, and the and the, the second the, the second floor landing, Matt Greer hides and waits for William Dresser to enter the hotel, and he's got his guns and he's loaded for bear. Oh. And, and, and I just I'm almost emotional just to, not only picturing it but the the, the how accurately you really recreate, recreated this and and your impact. I, and I had
3: to feel every moment of that. Yeah. That was not enjoyable.
4: And Drescher comes in unsuspecting, and, and people pleaded with uh, John Greer, his brother, to stop this, stop this, put an end to this madness, and you really blew me away with something he said. You almost said what he said word for word, not quite, but uh, John, uh, John, uh, John Greer was, uh, was quoted as saying, I'm not going to get involved, this is going to happen anyways, they're going to have to duke it out. This is going to happen sooner or later, this is, this is something that's going to happen, and just let them duke it out. Thinking that maybe they would just they maybe just piss each other off, so oh God, one of one of the last great gunfights of the old, uh, well at least California, at least the Sacramento area ensues in, in those stairways. Uh, so uh, Greer opens fire on uh, on William Dresser. William Dresser pulls his pistol and, and returns fire, uh, uh, and then. Uh, and basically John Greer gets in on it when Dresser, start, when Dresser starts firing on his brother he can't help himself and John Greer draws his pistol and doubles down with his brother on Dresser. William Dresser is killed and falls down the stairs Oh my god <laughs> as, uh, as uh, <clears throat> Matt Greer dies and, and the story is that Matt Greer and, and I mean, William I mean, Dresser died at the bottom of the stairs at the same time at the, and at that very moment the fire bell the sacrament of fire bells told at the moment that they both died. Well,
3: and, well, that's a little creepy, and I just got a little of a
1: that John Greer,
4: John Greer also die.
1: shot, ran down the street.
4: Yeah. He Hello. ran down the street away from constables. Hello. He was. I mean, that's absolutely correct. So he, feeling somebody running he, he
3: took off while yeah. Yeah. shot.
4: Yep. Holy and God. he was taken into custody. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was never uh, convicted of the crime though. Really? Yeah. Well, he was, I think that, and I, that goes into something that I don't think that, you know, he was obviously involved, mm-hmm. but did, did he start it? Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah, that's bad. what happened in court. I don't have the court proceedings in front of me on that. But that's what you were feeling in oh this stairs.
3: That was a horrible fit of pain. And if, if two people died in that spot, that would explain to me why the pain was so significant. Yeah. And it was way more than an average death state because it felt that intense. Yeah. The bullet uh, runs through his body and his liver.
1: Yeah, that's it right. to his right. injuries just as the fire bell told, signaling the death of Dresser. There you go. So
3: all that that's horrible pain in my Part of it. oh yeah there that's because she
4: a- a- was feeling the good <laughs> pain so that's that's relevant yeah that's definitely Thank relevant. You. so so oh um gosh. from from 1870 on we don't have to go through 100 years of history no no no, no. actually yeah, from for, 1870
3: the hot spots from 1870
4: on it's basically run as a hotel mm-hmm. and and the uh, the political angle is still is still important mm-hmm. but as as California and the nation and the West grows and then the railroads completed it starts to become less important okay. and, and, uh, it, and it and just and it, the hotel ends up changing hands and that lady luck strikes again every time the hotel runs or one just runs down and becomes less important am i still beeping on red there I had to okay thank you <laughs> so um every time the hotel uh, it runs down, somebody buys it and picks it back up. And that, that, that's uh, most people think that that's really where Lady Luck gets her name. We could go through the, the list of owners yeah, of the no. hotel, but that part's really kind of boring. Nothing else of note happens until all the way halfway through the 20th century, uh, and, and we come to September of 1950. Okay. So, and, and this is, this is going to floor everybody. This is a good one. <laughs> so, and
3: so, should, I, should I buckle up? Uh, or buckle I, up put
4: a on cup. your seatbelt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hold well. on to your potatoes.
1: Right. Uh,
4: on so uh, uh, September 5th of 1950, uh, the, uh, uh, the mangled, uh, badly beaten, and raped body of Audrey Wilson is found at 3.45 a.m. in the second floor bathroom.
3: Oh, oh my God. God. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> we were dying.
4: We, the we were dying. Right? Oh we
1: my God! Are you? Are you the name Audrey? Audrey. Uh, so and I, you were. I, I you had the first
3: Amy. two letters.
4: I was like Amy. Yeah. Or, uh,
3: like I couldn't. Uh, I kept
1: like, saying it had an A name to it. Yeah.
4: Oh your 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 hits were uncanny. I think I need to. well oh, good. I'm sitting uh, down. <laughs> It
3: oh my gets God. better. A lot. She had been
4: beaten oh and God. murdered. Poor woman. A side note: poor homeless man Ray Green was arrested for the murder. Uh, because he was waiting in the bar for her, he had a date with her. Because there's a prostitute.
2: Oh shit! Uh, uh, she's, a,
4: she's a prostitute, and so and he's waiting for a date, and everybody thinks he did it. The guy's innocent. Oh. He didn't do it.
1: The newspaper called it a vicious and unnatural sex act.
4: Yes. Oh, and we, you nailed that. Yeah, parts oh, were parts care. that uh, parts were torn. Ah. Yeah.
3: Oh no one. Oh.
4: Hearts were torn. Yeah. That
1: poor woman. She was small, five foot five, hundred and twenty-five pounds.
0: Mm-hmm. Is this the same woman that you've been hearing crying? I think. I believe. So. I it's feel the same like woman. she keeps.
3: She just keeps sobbing like. She's she like, the, Yeah. Audrey yeah, Wilson so. is,
4: the, is the known ghost of the second floor.
3: Is she? Oh my
4: God. Yeah. Oh my God. So this oh poor this this poor bastard Green goes to you know, goes to jail for for uh, murder, but he's later released. They figure out that he didn't do it. Um, a fellow by the name of Jorge Rodriguez Reynoso is convicted of the murder nine months later. It's mm-hmm. actually, I should say, arrested for the murder nine months later in San Francisco after he brags about his deed to, to a, uh, a friend of his as he's being deported from California in San Francisco. Oh, my gosh. So, then I'm not being deported because uh, you're under arrest for murder. Holy
3: cow. So, so. this poor woman. Oh, my
1: God. Um, She's so sweet, too. Jorge Rodriguez Reynoso mm-hmm. was jailed in San Francisco and awaiting de- uh, deportation, he bragged to his cellmate about killing an American girl in Sacramento while under the influence of some pills. He said they agreed to go to go the to go to his room for sex for $5. When they were done, she tried to leave, but he refused to let her go, saying she had promised him a good time. He grabbed her by the neck and squeezed until she turned kind of black. While unconscious, he used her again. Then repeated the entire process once more. When he was done, he slapped her, but she wouldn't wake up. He disposed of her body in the restroom next door. She had two sons, ages 11 and 9, at the time of the murder.
3: Oh my God. She was laid to rest
1: beside her mother, father, and brother on September 18, mm-hmm.
4: 1950.
3: One of those children.
4: No, not much is- not, I couldn't find much on either of her There's kids. No, yeah. that's all,
3: right. all they say. But that little boy, why is he here? Why, why is his energy-
4: He's the there? one that I didn't understand.
3: Like, I don't know if it's like, him coming to spend his- it's Possible. Because he obviously would have lived hopefully a full life. Is he coming back here in child form to help his mother move on? Mm-hmm. To cross over? It's possible. He's coming to retrieve her? Because I feel like- her, her energy is so palpable to me. And, like, she wants help. She needs help. I'm wondering if he's here to come take her. Maybe. I mean, that's obviously theoretical, but maybe we can get some evidence of, of that.
4: We do have one more. Oh, boy. We're not done. Oh, no. Okay, we'll go. get the we last one, one and then we got to
3: validate these tools. They deserve it.
4: And finally, God, well, it wouldn't it. be fair to leave this last story out. No, no, no yeah, out. Of course
3: yeah. not. Of course not.
4: Uh, on New Year's Eve in 2012, this is a recent one. Oh, Right. It was, uh, oh yeah, um,
3: there was some sort of drama down here. I don't, I don't really remember. Yeah. I know there was.
4: always drama on Old Sack. What am I saying? Yeah, uh, New Year's Eve, uh, 2012. and I'll go through this quickly. Uh, Door security, uh, security guard uh, Daniel Ferrier, and we have a picture of him. Uh, and a customer, a bar customer Gabriel Cordova is killed in a shootout and outside the original bank annex building in the entrance to the Union Hotel. That's why I had to go to the corner. Oh, okay. <coughs> yeah. they killed in a shootout uh, with uh, Carlito Montoya and Charles Fowler, Fowler uh, Schultz uh, and Schultz and Montoya were both uh, gang members. Montoya was a known gang member. And uh, the whole thing happened because uh, Gabriel Cordova accidentally bumped, uh, bumped against uh, uh, Fowler Schultz's wife, uh, wife, and spilled spilled her drink oh, at the okay. spilled her drink at the bar.
3: That's a stupid reason to get in a yeah. big old fight. And to so, be perfectly so honest. they they
4: uh, they ended up confronting <coughs> confronting uh, the uh, Gabriel Cordova downstairs in front of the hotel. And uh, of course, Ferrier he was he was actually off that he was supposed to be off that night and uh, switched shifts with a friend who wasn't feeling well. And so, uh, so Ferrier tried to break it up, and uh, both Ferrier and Gabriel uh, Cordova were killed on this on site.
0: Oh, no. I wonder if that relates to the blood you were tasting? Yeah, because I mean yeah. it just
3: it felt like everything was just filling up with blood and just it tasted so coppery and disgusting, and I was like, it tastes crappy out here. And it was a pretty intense um, feeling.
4: And we have uh, pictures of uh, Gabriel Cordova and Daniel Ferrier. Oh, man. He was an Iraq war veteran, too. Oh, jeez. Yeah. He was just trying to help out. I
3: they had Johnny Carol. over there. Were they, yeah, they were there. seriously? Mm. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah,
4: John to come to this investigation. Oh, no, no, it, yeah, he could. He could add to the. He, he could, could add to. Oh
3: my gosh!
4: The, the experience, and so that's uh, that is the sorted. And, Except, and
3: I don't feel like they're still here. Okay. Good. I feel like that was just a really residual record player energy. Yeah. Like it was just you know yeah. seeped into that's the good. space. But I feel like their souls are fine and clear and. In, into the light. But the female good, good. is the one that I feel the most, like, st- I don't know if I want to say stuck, but, like, there's something that she needs, some sort of something that she needs out of us. So I'm, I'm wondering either through You mean spirit, the one in the stairwell? Um, or the one, not the one in the bathroom. The one in the bathroom, the female Audrey in the bathroom, the bathroom. Yeah, she yeah. needs the most help. The, the energy in the stairwell, while palpable, I think that... maybe they'll interact but I'm not sure if they're actually stuck I couldn't quite tell it was a pretty heavy death state but I'm not 100% like are they
4: entities I'm
3: not totally sure I feel like they might be conscious entities but I don't know if they're transitioned or not they're like they're not they're not asking for anything as much as she's asking for something well one of the it's
1: one of the guys, oh. right before he took his last breath, basically admitted that he was dying. Like it was almost like he was fully aware of it. Okay. And he was like, you know, John Greer
4: murdered me. Yeah, this famous quote. Yeah,
1: he mm. said, John Greer murdered me. I didn't think he'd had it. He'd have done it. Yeah. Like he, so he had come to an acceptance before he ever passed away. Mm-hmm. That's
4: the famous so, quote. That's right. So, so
0: that, there was a record player effect down there. Yeah, it? yeah,
3: maybe possibly
1: the
4: it other.
0: Digital.
3: Maybe the other soul. Maybe he was. Maybe he's a little more active here, but either way, um, after we're done with investigating, I'm gonna spend a little meditative moment to try to help any of them that Mm -hmm. need it regardless. You know, just...
4: The way you hit on where Matt Greer died and where William Dresser died, and then Greer fell down the stairs and you recreated (laughs) all of that.
3: That really bothers me.
4: It's validating, I love
3: validation, but to have to feel that, like, that's... I don't know. It's it's hard. It's it's dichotomous. I like yeah. the validation, but I don't like any of what I had to feel.
0: Absolutely. I like at understandable. all.
3: Understandable. Um that is that's an that's astonishing. No, yeah, no,
4: it I really is. Think. We were astonished. We were dying, yeah. Like, ah! And that is the sorted yeah. and storied history of the Union Hotel, Damn. which is huge in Sacramento's uh, founding formation so and huge uh, huge in the history of California mm-hmm. uh, most many of the major decisions that affected the formation of California were made right here in this hotel wow
3: no wonder it has so much energy I mean because yeah. the building feels alive to some degree sure. I mean it
1: was used for a lot of political speeches sure. and uh, a lot of gathering okay. before there was you know capital building build. right this is this, they had elsewhere to this go. was a central point oh, God, for, like for, a, for a lot of decision making that okay.
0: California so wow so pretty crazy how those stories correlated with what Melissa experienced from Audrey the the she uh, named prostitute uh the the gentleman William the cor- William and who's uh, been
1: yelling at her for like days now she said which
0: <laughs> that in itself is crazy I mean just yeah. leading up to the event she wasn't even in the area of the Union Hotel. She was at home or at work, and she Melissa was ex- hear was hearing somebody. these spirits because it was almost like they were expecting her. Mm-hmm. And um, the the John guy, mm-hmm. and the Broderick story. The
1: Broderick story is insane. I mean, uh, I don't know. I just got so hung up on on the John and William and and Matt story, the mm-hmm. the shootout in the stairwell, because she was so. She was talking about the John guy before we ever left the area. Like she, she described him and said, Oh, I, I'm not that John. I'm not that guy. And, but that's him. Like, Oh.
0: And, and, and then the the experience from outside Mm
1: -hmm. out
0: in the, out in the the public area when we actually went outside and and we were outside the bar and she tasted the blood in her mouth. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that was just residual from, I think so From the shooting that happened at, at New Year's Eve Not too long ago
1: Oh, it's possible uh, It's possible, but it lines up more with the John guy Who didn't eventually die yeah, the
0: shootout that because, he, ended, he ended up running away Which is what Melissa also experienced Yeah so Watching she, people run away She said
1: he, he went, he ran, he yeah. ran um, It's I, so
0: crazy how I, these things just play on a loop
1: it's they in leave. these areas it's, cause it's like their it's their energy, yeah and the 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 type of energy that went into that shootout, I mean the guy's dying words were I didn't think he had it in him like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think he'd have done it, but it it's like they punched a hole in the fabric of time and space, mm-hmm. you know if if you think of things like light and dark energy, like you've got. The world of light that we live in and then there's this other darker side it's like they just stamped it yeah
0: now the next part the last final clip here is uh the spirit box session so if you're uh if you're not if you're not sure about listening to this part go ahead and tune out now um it's about 20 minutes long uh but there is a nice uh nice cap on on the spirit box session so if you just want to fast through fast forward through the 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 staticky stuff and if you don't want to hear any voices from the other side uh feel free but to be honest there wasn't a whole lot of activity in the spirit box session
1: there wasn't in fact we weren't um we were dealing with a strange reverberation that they'd never really heard
0: before almost like a feedback like there was there was like an electrical interference
1: there was a lot of energy
0: it was a, it was yeah it we was were, a, a lot of compacted energies all at once it seemed like
1: and when we, we like when we took the um the heat camera down to the base of the stairs for example it was like everything was pulsating. Yeah, Literally, it was like, we had video of it. It was just pulsating and we would talk and then this weird cold center would show up in the middle of the screen and then we'd say something and everything would go yellow and pulsate. So it was like, there was all this energy, but it wasn't all necessarily directed in like one direction. It wasn't, there was some intelligence behind it, but it didn't feel independent of each other. It felt like it was all just this, ball of energy kind of replaying and just literally just pulsing itself
0: i'm glad you brought that up because i didn't necessarily include that in th- in this episode oh i'm sorry uh, only because it's a more visual thing yeah i oh, no, I understand that and it, it just so it didn't translate well yeah. on audio so so what we're talking um,
1: about is we took the um is it the sls yes and the and the, the FLUR. and the FLUR, the heat vision yeah. and we went together so that um, Melissa had the, the SLS and I had the floor um, so that we could kind of c- corroborate mm-hmm. what we were seeing. And we debunked a few things. We saw some heat signatures and we went, an electrical
0: oh, sockets that's an electrical socket. You The know, sun it, from outside.
1: Reflections. We were getting mm-hmm. weird anomalies that we it, at first it seemed like to be something, but we realized it was a passing car and mm-hmm. the light shone in and people walking by. And it would create these these weird anomalies. But... We did have a strange anomaly that happened in an area where there was no fluctuating light, there were no outside windows and it was doing something that we were unfamiliar with. So we can't really ignore what we saw, we can't necessarily extrapolate. It was something definitive, but it did seem to react.
0: And I did, uh, I did choose to leave that out also because I wanted, I wanted people to go experience some of these video recaps that they post at SackSpirit.com, yeah, and their uh, YouTube channel. Um, and I, I, you know, it takes some time for them to produce these videos, but when they do come out, I just, I think that it's better served uh for you to be able to watch it yeah
1: i agree with you rather I than that.
0: hear our reactions to what we're seeing you wouldn't you wouldn't just want wouldn't translate right
1: you wouldn't want to s- listen to it you want to watch it so yeah. just keep that in mind when when the videos do come out
0: yeah keep an eye at um, saxpirit.com yeah those watch out. for
1: them because you'll see the process a little bit more in depth as far as um you know how we kind of debunk things or how we're trying to kind of figure out what exactly is happening at the time
3: obviously with my spirit box sessions i am very careful very mindful respectful of the other side and also setting boundaries we are doing something serious we are interacting with energies across the veil Um, it's not something to be done haphazardly or taken lightly Uh, there is a lot of um, safety that needs to be taken into account So any of the spirits here that are going to come through, hopefully, um, I have this strange-looking black box with an antenna sitting here, and it is a means for you to speak whatever you need to speak, whatever you need to vocalize. You can say who you are, um, anything about yourself, and I will set the rules before and after that no energy or entity is allowed to attach to any of the equipment here, to any of the investigators, any, any of the living people here, or any of our belongings. You are to either go into peace and into the light, or to go wherever you need to be, um, but you are not allowed to connect or attach in any way, shape, or form. So please protect us from any harmful or negative energies or spirits that can, may come through to us, and only allow positive spirits or energies to come through.
2: that or did
3: you say boo I almost thought it said
2: boo boo
4: for God's sake well
3: that's a quintessential ghost it just said boo well that was very cute can you tell me who you are (laughs) do you need any help
2: Little kid or Let
3: me try to this up a little bit. You know, really kind of Is there anybody here? that wants to... Can you tell me your name? wants to have a conversation with us. John? Hello? What? What? Is there a William here as well? Did you go by Bill? Okay, so is this the the William that I felt in the stairwell? Bill, was that you? It's okay, we're just trying to help you. We will be bothering you, Bill. Jeez.
4: Bill, are you, are
3: you Mr. William Dresser? That was a was faint. Can you confirm that a little louder one more time for me? Are you William Dresser? location do you know where you are what? Yes, you? What's your name? It's so bizarre. There's something that's obviously causing an energy influx. I'm wondering what's plugged into is causing power surges. Audrey, do you need help?
2: That'll yes.
3: to say just want you to have your opportunity to talk
2: good.
3: you're good I can validate that you here. You want me to try a different device? Would that make you happier? You guys have given us some
2: resp-
3: responses, and you, you've tried. And, and thank you, I appreciate that. We just want to make sure that your memory is honored, and that you are that you are helped. Anything that you possibly need, we are here to help you move into that light if you need it. We are sorry for any of the souls that tragically died here. We appreciate your interaction. Something like that. Okay. Thank, thank you for interacting. Thank you for being part of, of our evening. Thank you for telling us your story. We really appreciate all of your interactions. Nothing attaches to the equipment, to the investigators. Any participant here? Yeah, okay. Hey, they agreed. (laughs) Thank you. At least the dead agree with me. And we appreciate your interaction. You may have a good afterlife and a good night, and this session is closed. Good night. That was the weirdest feedback I have like never I, heard. It's never been that before. That, that kind so of feedback. Ever. It, kept, it go, came in waves. It was really, yeah. I almost right. think it was a surge, an electrical surge, but it was interfering with the spirit's ability. To communicate as freely, obviously we did get some responses, some of them semi-relevant, most of them a grumpy guy who didn't want to talk to us. We haven't gotten haven't any hits on these guys? Either. Nope, not at all. It just makes
1: it feel more like it's just residual.: yeah. A lot of it's residual. Mostly I think
3: residual. I think most of it is quite residual, um, which means that the people who are taking over the building now can continue to install that love, that positive energy, that mm-hmm. happiness and it'll just build and build the positive energy and people will get more and more comfortable in the space as time goes along. They're not gonna be as you know creeped out and skeeved out as, as the years go by. Um, but I still think it's important to remember that history, to remember those energies. Um, they came before us, they, they lived, some of them obviously died very tragically. So, I mean, that matters. Their, their existence here clearly mattered.
0: Um, There's definitely a high concentration of yeah afterlife here
3: mm-hmm.
0: but it's not all bad
3: no no not at no. all not at all A little tiny bit of grumpiness from a guy but I mean he's not <laughs> evil or mean or hurting anybody and yeah. I can see why people would feel uncomfortable though oh, you yeah. know because just if you're a little sensitive it might be a little the volume might be a little high for people <laughs> you know
0: it seems that way in old sack in general yeah but definitely here
3: lots of layers of Mm-hmm. quite quite a bit, quite a bit, um, but I mean I can do a couple two three minutes of puck, but I don't have to I mean that's up to you guys if you feel like dealing with that or if you feel like uh, you got a large swath of an experience of uh, the Union Hotel. I think it was a pretty intense experience overall yeah. for all of us
0: absolutely rich in history mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank you for that Brett that was a very good history lesson. a wealth of knowledge there. And stories are
3: great.
4: Oh, yeah. Well, well said, a wealth of uh, Breathing and yeah. learning. I mean, I, 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 I was learning, you know, I didn't know a lot. That's crazy. Yeah.
3: I, I mean, it's, I appreciate it. you guys wanted to take part in this and let all the people out there know what a gem is right in front of their faces. Seriously, the rooms are so cute, though. the little bed and breakfast. I those were pretty adorable. Maybe. I'd actually be willing to stay in something like that. I would too. Or
0: Whatever they have planned for this area, too. I mean, the bar area back there and Mm -hmm. this area here. Is this going to be like a restaurant?
3: I think so. This is
0: amazing. This is a beautiful space. Yeah, I love it. I love what they're doing.
3: Yeah, And, and life and love will return fully into the space. And I think that that is the owner's dream and hope is just yeah. to make this like he wants people to use these spaces and live yeah. and enjoy and, and have fun and he doesn't want these historic buildings just to crumble into the past. Right.
4: Um, yeah, he a lot of them too.
3: Yeah, no, he, he's he's very he's very active in just trying to breathe life back into the city and I think that's a that's an honorable, honorable thing that he's doing. And obviously, you know, again, thanks to Akash for letting us in here. And thanks to Casey for, you know, setting this up and, and, and tying this together. Um, between the two of them, they have made this evening fabulous and possible and allowed us to validate some really special souls yeah. um, that deserve to be validated. So I think they told their story, but... After we wrap up our gear and put everything away, I think I'm going to take a moment just to say a little meditation and prayer for them because okay. I, I think that that's proper. Okay. Um, even if it is residual energy, I think that setting that intent of yeah. love back into the space mm-hmm. um, is what is deserved.
0: Well, it is Lady Luck after all. After mm-hmm. all, mm-hmm.
3: Right. It is. Sense. It sure is. Just an honor to be it really is no thank, thank you guys thank you.
2: thank you this is
3: awesome yeah. this is I always yeah. love spending time with you fun. guys I mean you just you always make me feel just happy and good and, yeah. and so
1: much and in one weekend
3: I know <laughs> <laughs> we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of time together it's which, which, which I like it's really it, it makes it's me again. happy it's you know I've always said there's there's not a lot of people I get all cozy with very often and exactly ditto <laughs> the right souls <laughs> the right souls work it's for me they, they're on the approved list but well <laughs> no, this, this was successful, I think. I, I think we actually did validate some really good things and got the kind of evidence that we would expect.
0: Well, thanks again to Brent, Melissa, and Wendy at SAC Spirit. That's uh, the Sacramento Paranormal Intuitive Research Investigation Team. Love those guys. You guys are uh, some of the best friends we've got. And also a special thank you to Casey from Preservation Ghost Hunts who helped us gain access to this uh, historical location, and of course Akash, the uh, proprietor of the Union Hotel, who's trying to revitalize the building and and get some more life breath uh, breathed into the into the location
1: and some other locations as well yeah i guess he's he's uh trying real hard to he's revitalizing a lot of the places down in old sacramento yeah so so bravo akash yeah
0: thank you akash and uh if you are in the area of old sacramento you are able to visit this location now i don't know if you'll you'll be able to have access to a lot of the places that we went into Uh, but if you did want to just go down there and and check it out for yourself uh, you're more than welcome to maybe play around a mini golf learn yourself yeah. a thing or two in grab that historical drink. location yeah there's a nice little bar down there grab a drink yeah um maybe rent a room i think we're gonna have to end up renting a room here pretty soon and maybe what? maybe try it out yes. and see see what happens please um put it up maybe put up a night vision camera for 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 some uh late night shen- shenanigans ghost shenanigans yeah right right ghost (laughs) shenanigans yes absolutely yes um uh, so happy halloween everybody i hope you enjoyed our paranormal investigation of the union hotel in old sacramento and uh be safe out there we will talk to you next week namaste bitches the rad